Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Need help creating the online business you've been dreaming about? Well, it's a good thing you're here because that's exactly what we're going to help you with. Hi, I'm Sarah Jansel, a friend and colleague of Sylvie's. I have over 20 years helping build and grow businesses, and today I help people do that on Shopify. If you want to build an online store, redesign one you have, set up email marketing, or just need some coaching or custom work, we can help you with that. Our goal is to help you sell more of the amazing products and services that you want to share with the world. I believe the world would be a better place if more people could build awesome businesses they love. So to help you get started with yours today, you're going to save $150 off a new store or a redesigned store. It's available for a limited time only. And all you have to do to take advantage of this is pop over to www.janselandco.com slash services. That's J-A-N-S-E-L-A-N-D.co slash services. And let us know you heard this amazing podcast to get your quote and $150 off today. All right, friends, Sylvie do your host of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling podcast. And today, as promised from last week, we're going to talk about event organizing. Now, I'm, like I said, I am not a professional by any means, but I have organized a cycling event hosted by my cycling club, Cycle Fit Chicks, for the last six years. And um, one of which was COVID and that didn't count because it never happened. But this year I decided that I didn't want to do a time trial. Um, I was overwhelmed with passion for what I saw in the gravel events that were just not the same as the road events. And I can, I'm sure if there's anyone out there who has um, made the transition from road to gravel, you know exactly, and you've participated in a gravel event over a road event, if you've done both, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The community, the festive uh, vibe, um, it is just overwhelmingly cool and a place that you want to spend lots of time with where you know road cycling I spent eight eight years road cycling racing crits time trials stage events and there was really never ever that festive vibe that um, I experienced in one gravel event right I've been to say Charlevoix uh, stage race that's a four day state three day stage race four events and there was never anything after there wasn't anything in the evenings for people um, you know and it was just you know you just went you did your job and you came home 
and you hang out with some teammates if you're lucky, and that's that. Same with the Coupe des Amériques that I used to do. It's a master stage race in Sutton. God, the hills there. Oh, my God. But anyways, did it for many years with our team, and um, yeah, it was just never that festive vibe, you know, except for we had a supper at the end, and that was it. They gave out prizes and podiums, and, and that was cool. But I go to one gravel event, and in... Uh, Michigan at Barry Roubaix and I was just blown away by the setup by the the whole vibe and the feel and the community in the village that it um, resided in and meeting Matt Acker and um, unfortunately I didn't make it down to uh, coast to coast to meet Mark um, next year hopefully uh, I went and I did um, I mean I did it at a charity event to uh, Ride to Conquer Cancer, and that was super amazing, like super motivated to uh, participate in that event next year with another, with a huge group of women. So if you're a woman and you want to participate, you have to reach out to me on social. I've had a couple people reach out already uh, to who want to be on the team, um, the group team for that event. Um, and it's super amazing. So we're going to set up training. We're going to get really specific and dialed into, um, you know, performing and having a good event. Um, so yeah, so through these experiences, I I came to my club and I said, you know what, I just don't want to do a time trial. I'm just not motivated. I really don't care to do it. Um, it doesn't, you know, excite me. And I want to move into this gravel thing. And a lot of people are into gravel around here. Um, so we made the switch like very last minute. Um, we pulled out our participation with the, the um, Quebec Federation. And uh, we said, sorry, we're just going to go on our own and we're going to do our own event. So which means, which meant that I'd save money on race officials, um, their extra insurance, we, at first, we made 100% that ours insurance would cover before we even made the transition, and it did. We had to pay a little bit extra, but it worked, and um, we were able to get the insurance for it, which is cool. So that means we could do it again. And, um, and then, uh, you know, just the extra fees. And the thing is that we, we have to pick uh, a weekend that's good for them. So if there's like, you know, Quebec Provincials or something, we can't hold it. They, they get priority on dates. And so there's just a lot of things that I think about that, um, you know, are kind of deterrents at the end of the day. And plus, we had to wait for their um, calendar to be launched in February, where as you know, we can choose the date right now, as of today, launch it, put it up on a website and create excitement right now, today, for next year. And that's something if you want to provide and make a good, exciting event, you need that leeway for um, letting people know and saving that date and pre-registration, like money coming in all the time. That makes a huge difference you know so anyways it was <clears throat> it was a good learning experience this year and uh, through it I just uh, super motivated to build and create a festive uh, vibe around uh, Wakefield and um, 
our, you know, gravel event. But there's also people who would really like the time trial. Like it's truly two different sets of cyclists. When you think about it at the end of the day, like gravel is like gravel mountain bikers and, you know, some road cyclists have made the transition to gravel. And then time trialing is like hardcore time trialists, roadies. Uh, maybe you get some triathletes thrown in there. Um, different, different vibe from the different groups, right? Totally different. But how can we mesh them together? I don't know. We're going to figure it out, though, because there's another club who's interested in running that. And um, I've got the experience and the setup and uh, the connections. So let's get into event organizing. Um, now, I put down six different things, uh, sorry, five different things to um, look into and what you need to do on your checklist, like like basics. So the first thing, and remember this is, I went, this is like five years ago when we did our first uh, time trial event. So it was one of the things that I want to add to the cycling club to give back to the sport of uh, cycling. Now, granted, there was like maybe five women in our club in last like five years who ever participated. So it's not something that, you know, our club members are into. And I thought, you know, maybe gravel would be it, right? Make it a club event as well, you know. Um, we had a couple more people participate in the gravel. Um, a couple didn't show up, but way more than our time trial. So that's kind of interesting. All right. So let's go back to the year that I decided we decided that uh, we we're going to do the time trial. So the first thing you need is access to roads and um, you need permission from the municipality the roads are in. So if you can do an event that has less like if you can keep all the roads and the race in one municipal district, you're doing yourself a world of good because having to have multiple municipalities on board, it can get challenging. Um, so it's it's wise to try and keep it in one region, one area. So that was the first thing we had to do is contact our municipality, which I live in one, which so that made it a bit easier because I'm a resident. And so what I had to do is I had to, they had an application form that you have to fill out and that goes to their committee and that gets approval and that can take a long time. So this is not things that you want to leave to the very end or very last minute. Then I had to go and do a presentation to the police and the firefighters, like the fire department, because of course, uh, we were going to be um, closing one small section of the road where the start finishes for a time trial, right? Because, you know, you need that kind of cleared. And um, because it's a, a, you know, it's a race to the finish. It's even like, you know, when you have a Peloton finishing. I mean, it never really works as a Peloton finishing um, in races, but you need some place that's safe. And so they need to know what our strategy was for residents to get out of their location and also the fire truck to get in. So you have to think about that. You can't just say, hey, I want um, an event here and we're going to do this and that. 
um, you have to <laughs> you have to have that plan. Um, so present the plan. You have to get the police and the fire, fire fire station or the fire department on board, and that is an ongoing every year thing. You just say, "Hey, remember that event? It's coming around on this date. Um, this is what we're doing and to expect." And you know, just let your your um, your police uh, officers know or you know be on a call if something happens um same with the hospitals you do that courtesy email i have no idea i haven't done that because it's like literally who would i be sending it to um but municipality is a huge um bonus and my municipality is pretty they're really good and they also asked you know like i asked for help with equipment like barricades and pylons and we need a detour sign and things like that so you also have to put in a request for that and they'll let you lend you what they have so if they have like three other municipal events going on and everything's allocated you might be out of luck so you have to expect that too you're not the only person in the re in the municipality that's doing events especially if they're doing their own um the next one is insurance, uh, and I spoke about that before. This is like primary, like you need to have um, insurance in place um, before you can do anything because, and you have to have enough insurance because when you apply to the municipality, they will say you need X number, like $5 million in insurance for your event. And if you have insurance with like some company and it only gives you 2 million, you need to figure out how you can get it topped up to 5 million. So whether you need to pay an extra $200 or whatnot, you have to make sure that that is done because you cannot get approval without that sheet. So insurance is super like probably, you know, it's number two after you go and reach out to the municipality or you'd make that first before you even reach out <clears throat> because they will ask for it. Um, and then the route. Number three is the route, uh, making sure it's safe. Um, and, you know, you don't have to make it not challenging to challenging, um, but because uh, our time trial event is probably one of the hilliest time trial events um, you'll find in the region just because of where I picked it and the specific road, it's right, runs right by my place. And it's now quiet because there's a highway that's built and it used to be real nice pavement, but it's starting to get all, <laughs> all broken up. Like it's starting to get in bad repair, which is kind of strange because there's hardly any traffic on it. Um, so your route and also, you know, um, with that is making sure that it's safe, like where your start and finish is. Um, it's safe for the racers, it's safe for the um, residents, like and for the vehicles that are gonna be driving down there at that time. So, you know, that needs to be taken into consideration. Sometimes you can't do a start and finish at the same place. Um, I was able to do for the gravel event. Um, and make sure you have, you run it by somebody else because what you think might be safe and logical 
might not be, and that person can pick it out. And that's kind of where race officials come in because they kind of have the, the last say, I guess, on your event and your safety features and, and um, other aspects of the event. Um, yeah, and somewhere where it makes sense, there's parking, you need like a place for check-in, um, uh, set up and warm up. So, you know, not somewhere in the middle of nowhere, um, but, you know, close to a village where the village can actually benefit from people, the event coming through. And that's another thing is collaborating with the event, with the, um, the village that you live in or where you might be, um, you're going to put it on. Yeah. So like I use Wakefield and they're all about, you know, bringing more um, tourists to the village who stay and spend money. So if your, your event can benefit that way, it's always easier to convince and get them on board. All right, number four, talking about community, community. So, you know, partnering with that community, making it work for both of you. Um, you know, I've seen some great events that I've attended and it's always been um, community was involved, like Barry Roubaix was a huge one. And um, so what they do is they partner with a lot of the, the groups that are in the village, like the uh, seniors and um, some youth group. And they actually then donate some of the race funds to these groups for their volunteerism. So it's not that you're asking them to volunteer for free, but you're saying, hey, I will donate X number of dollars to your organization or your, your community group for bringing out volunteers. So it's, it is a really good win-win. And I was, I was um, and you know, like Matt was talking about that. And I think, you know, that was a great, it's a great idea because then you get everybody on board and, um, and it just makes it, that much easier and better. Um, now, number five, volunteerism. And that kind of <clears throat> tags on what I was just talking about. Your event isn't gonna go anywhere without volunteers. You cannot do it by yourself. This is something that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I personally am kind of used to just doing my own thing, but you really need a team to make an event successful, period. So, um, so yeah, so I was just saying before in the community part, that's where you find your volunteers. Um, you partner with um, a community group and have them do specific tasks like um, Matt had uh, the seniors group, I guess it was seniors group in town. Uh, they were, all of the ladies were facilitating and taking care of the registration or the race pickup. So because there's like literally 5,000 people at this event, they had this whole um, auditorium kind of, uh, I would say lecture halls, a lecture hall. And uh, it was, you just walked in, you find your number, you go to your table, and then there's like different steps. And then you go out and you can buy swag or pick up the swag that you purchased. Um, so it had a really good flow to it. And that's it. Another thing, flow, got to flow. So... Those are the top five things that um, I was thinking about. And maybe I'll add a number six, sixth bonus, the party. 
or the post the post party what's that look like do you have one do you need one can you pull one off um are you going to offer overnight camping what's the deal how are you going to keep people around um because it's always nice to keep a vibe going and if you can like reggie ramble had like a two-day event and honestly a lot of my the team the girls that i participated with they signed up for the second day event but never went so i mean kind of like bonus money in their pocket less people but they offered um a secondary ride for i guess for people who stuck around so i drove three hours i wasn't going to ride again um i just drove home and but it was a great idea to keep everybody there and keep things flowing for their sponsors for the event um, for the community uh, and just you know riders like some people you know maybe done did a uh, a, a shorter race event but want to do another ride the next day uh, and they had it so and plus it was on the race course and all the signs were still up <laughs> all right maybe i'll add like a number number seven is tear down <laughs> who's doing it <laughs> now if you're smart um well the biggest tear down is i would say the course uh, getting the signs off the course but uh, and then your volunteers come in come and play with the rest of uh, you know just cleaning up after the party but I hope that helps and uh, if you're looking at um, organizing event please do reach out um, I love talking about this I'm reaching out to more organizers to find out what they're doing um, oh, another one was uh, Hurton and Halbert in the eight hours that I did. They had it at a, um, uh, what was it? It's like a national park. So it was like the entrance where they had some cabins, their camping area. Um, they had like a little venue to eat. And so this year they're going to be making more of a village. So more like vendors uh sponsors um they had like a transition area um so yeah so you have to decide like what kind of event you're gonna run like eight hours is a pretty cool concept because it's how many laps can you do of this 27k course in eight hours so it's done starts at 10 finishes at six that's it no more people on the course um and everybody hangs out has something to eat you know they're gonna have a band so then it becomes more of like you know you want to stay why would you bike you know drive back um, so that's another another type of event um, yeah so I hope that helped uh, I enjoy um, organizing these and that's why we're I'm kind of looking at something bigger um, and um, I'm going to, re like I said, reaching out to other event organizers and asking them what they do, how they, they um, you know, market, get their, uh, like Reggie had a big marketing uh, campaign and they also had lots of, um, like they had a big store they could buy, purchase clothes and stuff. Uh, so that's huge too. You make money there. So you have to think about little things that you can add 
that make money. Um, they also had vendor trucks there, so they gave out free tickets for one, one beer, one coffee, one meal. Oh, and you could you could win a bottle, so you go one a one a bottle. So that was kind of fun because you got little tickets, so you you could take care of those. You could have a, a coffee the next day, a beer right after. Um, so that was kind of a good uh, a good that was nice to have at the end. Um, so yeah, lots of cool things. And I'm sure if you've participated in events, you've taken away your own things that you liked and you disliked. Um, yeah, and put it to play. So anyways. Reach out to me if you uh, want to chat or if you have some feedback or comments or ideas for me. Uh, love to hear it. I want to invite you to, um, let's just talk quickly, uh, very briefly, about fall and winter training. Now, I'm going to do an episode about this because um, it's July and I know because I've been organizing winter training for the last like 20 years and this is about the right time where people and I'm doing it myself already <clears throat> I'm starting to think about okay my next year's uh, goals and how am I going to get myself set up for those and when's it going to start and where am I going to train and how am I going to train who am I going to train with and all these questions so I invite you to join my community go to the show notes um, it's a Facebook community uh, it's, um, it's for women. So it's women based, uh, 40 over, uh, those who are, you know, getting back into health and cycling and, and fitness and want some nutrition, uh, suggestions and advice, all these things and training options. Um, join, join us on Facebook. That's where I'm building a community. Um, and we're going to, I've got some really cool things I'm going to announce in there for next year. And uh, maybe you just uh, participate with us, you know, so it's about accountability and having people around you who are doing the same thing. So hopefully you join us and um, have a rockin' next year, right? This summer's, <laughs> the summer's almost over. We're going into August, which is like vacation season. And then September is nice and cool. Bang off a couple events and then boom, back into training. So Anyways, reach out. Let's uh, let's work together, and uh, you have yourself an amazing day. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Talk about winter training. Bye. Also, let's thank Sarah Jensel, the Shopify queen, for supporting the show. Remember to go visit jenselandco.com backslash services to contact Sarah about getting $150 off having your own Shopify store created, or having your current store revamped. Get your online store ready for this fall and Christmas season. Automate your business and free up time. Check out jenselandco.com. Super excited? Please visit our new page at buymeacoffee.com backslash secret saddle pod. If you love what you're hearing Supporting the podcast with a purchase of a coffee would be greatly appreciated and helpful to keep the podcast going. Also providing a separate rating and review and thoughts about the podcast are hugely helpful. Thank you very much and have an amazing day. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. 
learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.